are dependable. Results are guaranteed. On 930 WFMD. Well, the morning news express rolling along on a um, on a weird day. Today is February 29th. That makes it a leap year, and we hope that we don't we see this guy more than every four years. Uh, that would be Chief Jason Lando. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for uh, thank you for asking. Uh, you have brought somebody with you. Let's get the uh, the fun stuff out of the way. Uh, you got it, it's it's cheap for a day. How do I get in on that? Well, you can't. However, uh, my uh, officers and our professional staff have the ability to sign up for a chief for a day program. And today we have Sergeant Reed Priest, one of our rock star supervisors in the department. But you can call him Chief Priest while we're in the studio. Chief Priest, uh, welcome. Tell us, uh, uh, did you draw the short straw or is this something you really actually went for? So it's an uh, initiative I signed up for. So I get the opportunity to see what uh, the chief does and. See if that's something I'm interested in the future. I didn't have to threaten him. I just have to buy him lunch. That's it. No, well, there's nothing wrong with that. So uh, so then it will direct all the gotcha questions to the chief of the day, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He's ready to roll, man. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit. So uh, what, what does the chief of the day, I want to just ask the uh, chief priest, um, what are your expectations from this? And uh, so far, I mean, this is probably the first thing you've done this morning. I don't know. Uh, and what are your what are your takeaways so far? Uh, takeaways are just to see, you know, his perspective and see some of the, the things a senior um, leadership does here at FPD. Do you? And I'm going to put you on the spot here, if you don't mind. And it's not really a gotcha question, but I mean, sometimes uh, the rank and file may have a different perspective of what the chief does. The, do you believe that uh, being part of this program may may change that? And will you try to you know discuss that with uh, other members of the department? Yes, absolutely. I think you know, especially my role as a supervisor, being kind of that intermediary between the command staff and the officers, it'll be good to you know, translate some of that information on what they do or, or vice versa, what the officers experience uh, to the command staff. So now, good uh, opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I hope that you don't get in trouble because I'm going to ask you another question. What oh, do you gosh. think the <laughs> – <laughs> I don't want to get him in trouble. I just want him to – but I would like a, a, an honest answer is that um, from somebody who is a supervisor but also rank and file, uh, what do you see as issues that the uh, police – somebody who is a supervisor but also rank and file, uh, what do you see as issues that the uh, police have – have to deal with in Frederick, and if you would be the chief, and you are for the day, how would you attack some of those issues? Um, I, it's it's kind of that's a large, you know, open ended thing. Um, I think we do a lot more things in Frederick City right than wrong. Um, we have the support of our community as well as uh, a lot of initiatives within our agency. Uh, we get a lot of opportunities to attend training, facilitate training. Uh, whether that training's grant funded or department funded, we have a lot of opportunities for that. Um, so I think we're a progressive, um, you know, resourceful agency. A lot of our officers are flexible and adaptive, and we get that from the support of our community and, and leaders. 
One of the stories, Chief Lando, that we're reading about today is a Freddie man who was sentenced uh, Wednesday on child pornography offenses. Uh, George Gutman, 41, given 20 years, uh, all but 18 suspended. Uh, I, I'm sure there are people who believe that uh, that maybe the the punishment uh, sometimes. Uh, all the hard work and all the efforts that you guys put into it are, are not getting what they want. But a part of the story was that um, that this is becoming a bigger issue um, in this in in Frederick City, maybe the county as well. And that is the the abuse and the use of children when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're in the technology age now, and, and, you know, kids are really big into tech, so we know that that puts them at a higher risk, uh, more so than ever before, of uh, falling uh, victims to some of these uh, child predators. So I could say that our, our detectives at FPD, I mean, really in the whole region, but our detectives at FPD um, do a phenomenal job at investigating these crimes and uh, and and getting whatever sentences we can get. You know, we're not always thrilled with the uh, with the accountability piece and how long someone's sentenced uh, to jail on these serious charges. But I, I think our detectives do a heck of a job at holding them accountable to the best of our abilities. You know, Bob brings up a really good point about that. And I I have two young, young girls. And I kind of wonder, I know you don't do all the schools in, in the county. You just take care of the Frederick City School as far as school resource officer. Is there something maybe in the works down the road? Of course, I know parents would have to have to be involved in this too, where you would kind of discuss with the older kids um, what to do in that situation if you feel uncomfortable around people or if somebody approaches you from a police perspective. Our SROs are very, very engaged with the kids in schools. I mean, I have actually had the chance to shadow some of them and go to some events, and they're really seen as as mentors to these. You know, you, you see some of these articles around the country where uh, people are afraid of having police in schools. Well, our, our officers aren't there to police the kids. They're there to protect them, uh, and they're there to mentor them. Uh, so I am. You know, I don't know exactly what mm -hmm. conversations are going on right. day to day, but I can tell you that our officers care deeply, and I'm sure that they're having those conversations uh, and having those eyes and ears in the school is invaluable. We are talking with uh, Chief Jason Lando and Chief for a Day uh, Sergeant Reed Priest on the uh, Morning News Express, and, and it kind of goes back. I want to go back to uh, you know having uh, the say of any. There was another story that I I wrote down over. You know, I kind of know when you're coming on, so I kind of try to hold on some stories. But a man who got uh, 50 years for murder, drug charges, gang activity, um, and um, and I, and my question was again. What say, if any, do you have those conversations with, say, the state's attorney or somebody in the state's attorney's office that says, and they're like, hey, you know, we think that uh, we're going to go for 10 years, 25 years or whatever. And you're like, dude, dude this guy needs 50 years. Is, I'm sorry, is this, for, uh, is this for Chief Priest or Chief Lando? I, Chief I, Lando. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things that go into um, a, a plea agreement. Uh, and so, I, you know, I don't want to comment or disparage anyone. There are certain times... Uh, where we disagree with the outcome, with the sentence. Um, but there are a lot of other factors that, that go into play. And one of those things is, you know, the, the risk that sometimes you take when you when you go to trial. And sometimes, um, you know, we agree to a, a little bit of a light. And I, when I say we, I mean the, the, the prosecution in general, not, not necessarily the police officers, where, uh, hey, if we go to trial, it's a roll of the dice. Plus, sometimes we have to put the victims, it re-traumatizes the victims. So it's, sometimes we offer... 
uh, maybe a little bit of a lighter sentence in exchange for a guilty plea so we know that person's being held accountable and going to jail. Um, it, it doesn't always sit well with us, um, but we know that there's a lot of things that go into play. It's not as cut and dry as it as sometimes seems. Uh, there have been many cases I've been involved in personally prior to coming here where I wasn't happy at all with the amount of time the person got, but it was sure, sure as heck was better than a jury perhaps finding them not guilty and them walking. So there's a, you know, a, a, a give and take then, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. Um, it's unfortunate that it's not as cut and dry as sometimes as it should be. But it, it, you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head. It, it's a give and take. Um, we got to take a break. We've got uh, sports driving weather. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, some other things that are going on uh, with the the chief of police, Jason Lando, and the chief for a day, Sergeant Reed Priest, here in the Morning News Express on WFMD. 722 at WFMD in the Morning News Express. Good morning. 301-694-9363. 301-694-WFMD. A story from the other day. Um, we're talking with the chiefs of police. Chief Jason Lando's in the studio, and he brought a chief for the day, Sergeant Reed Priest. Um, there was a stabbing, and the police are investigating of a, a stabbing death of a man who was found at Mount Olivet Cemetery um, uh, a, a bit ago. And I'm kind of wondering, I, I know you, you're investigating the case, but is there any significance to the fact that he was found there or not? So all I can tell you, actually, this morning uh, when I got word that you were going to be looking for an update on this, I did call our supervisors over at Major Crimes. And, uh, you know, we can't release everything. But what I can tell you uh, as of yesterday, actually, is that it has been deemed not to be a homicide and there is no risk to the public. And so that's really the only update I can give you. But it was not a homicide. I thought that was odd, man. Of all places, a cemetery. I don't recall hearing that before. You yeah. Know. Can we? Can you say the uh, uh, confirm that it was, it was a stabbing? Did the guy stab himself? I, I really can't go into any more details. Uh, I know we still have some notifications to make, uh, talking to, to the family and whatnot. But just uh, as of about five minutes ago, um, I got the update that yesterday afternoon it was it was finally found uh, to be not a homicide. So we don't have anyone out there running around looking well, to do good. harm to anyone. That's a good thing. Yep. Another story that I saw and I, a while back, before you were probably here, Chief, and, and Sergeant Reed, I, Reed Priest, I don't know how long you have been with the the department, but uh, there was a time when it was like, well, when Narcan was first being uh, handed out for the police to use, um, I remember I had some friends in the Sheriff's Department. They were unsure whether or not they wanted to actually administer it because they didn't know if there was going to be any repercussions if something happened when they administered it we now know how much uh it does uh, effectively uh when it comes to people of od now we have it as an over-the-counter maybe uh and more of a nasal spray do you believe at all as uh, police officers that this might kind of increase the usage of of heroin and other drugs because now they can just have somebody with it in their pocket over the counter yeah, I mean, that, it, that's tough. I think what it comes down to, what, what we got to look at it is, it's just about saving lives. So, like, I can't, you know, I'm not the one, and and, re, and uh, Reed isn't the one to, to judge whether or not, you know, it, it would, whether we think it ultimately increases consumption or not. Um, that's kind of for someone else to figure out. But our job every day is to go out there and save lives. 
And uh, if we have this resource, um, you know, we have to take advantage of it. We have to use it. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I understand where you're coming from. Like, we want to make sure that people aren't using this as a crutch and, and instead of getting out of that, that um, predicament that they're in and, and, and getting help, that they're not, you know, feeling comfortable continuing to use drugs because of that. Uh, we want to get people the help they need. But when it comes down to why the police are carrying it, um, I mean, our job is every day to go out there and keep the community safe and save lives, and so that's why we carry it. Um, Sergeant uh, Priest? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any data out there to, to show that the increase in or the prevalence of Narcan in the community is, is increasing the numbers of, of use. Um, I think there's other factors, a lot more factors that go into it, like how people are getting hooked on drugs in the first place. Um, so I think... You know, having it as a readily resource for people, you know, to use in, in crisis is, is a good thing. Um, the health department distributes to the fire department. I know our numbers of what we've used um, with our personnel has actually decreased, as well as the number of uh, overdose incidents, you know, in the past year. Well, that's always a good thing. Can you guys hang around through the news or not? Yeah, sure. Okay, we got some more coming up, 727. We'll check in on traffic and weather together, get the uh, bottom of the hour newscast. More with the Chief of Police, Jason Lando. If you have a question for him, uh, jump on our Battery Warehouse text line at 301-694-9363, 301-694-WFMD. Radio.com. Mid-Maryland's news and free talk for a new generation. 930 WFMD. 735 and WFMD in the Morning News Express. Chief Jason Lando, Frederick City Police in the uh, house, and uh, Chief for a day, Sergeant Reed Priest, uh, joining him uh, to figure out exactly what the uh, chief has to do, and that is uh, answer questions from uh, goobers like us. So um, <laughs> I, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, let me talk something nice. I'm going to do something nice. This is uh, this is my real gotcha question right here. How come Chief Jason Lando did not? It looks like did not play in the. Flying cows versus the police. Oh, I was going to ask that question. That's the a good police, question. Uh, basketball game. Have you seen me? <laughs> yes, but you are the chief of police. Listen, I was there, and I was cheering for the guys, and I said, hey, listen, if every single one of you guys uh, should get injured, and you absolutely, and I'm the last man standing, I will go out on the court and try my best, but you definitely don't want to see that. <laughs> hey, Bob, I got to tell you real quickly, uh, Chief Lando, he's jacked. He's got some arms in him, man. Like he's jacked. We're actually we're arm wrestling in the studio right now. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Let me. Uh, Chris is a little uh, guy. I know. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, let me play some music here for you. Uh, there you go. I mean, there's a. There's Chris. Oh, chief, look at your arm. Oh, stop. <laughs> All right. Real quickly, Bob. <laughs> um, uh, chief Lando actually brought up something cool um, about uh, uh, Sergeant. Um, uh, Reed Priest that uh, he wanted to say, so go ahead, go ahead, Chief. I just want to shout out, uh, Sar Sergeant Priest has an exceptional reputation in the agency, and I totally forgot to mention earlier that, you know, he was talking about the training opportunities, and uh, shortly here, Reed's going to be starting the FBI's National Academy, uh, which is a 10-week program. It's an executive development program for leaders in law enforcement from around the world. 
Uh, and so it's a very uh, difficult opportunity to come by. Uh, cops from all over the world, not just the country, uh, will go down and train at the, at the FBI uh, in Quantico on uh, like the current uh, trends and stuff in in, uh, in law enforcement and policing. So Reed's going to start that. When's your start date, Reed? Um, March 29th, sir. So he'll be leaving us for 10 weeks, but he'll, he'll come back uh, even more uh, ready to lead. So I just want to give him a shout out for that. Well, that sounds like a great opportunity, and um, but now I got to ask, Chief, uh, do you? Do, this is not a path to the FBI. This is just to train uh, leaders in in departments around the country to bring that information and to make uh, jurisdictions even better when it comes to policing. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Th- this is not a recruitment thing at all. This is for senior leaders in policing, uh, and they bring in kind of experts from all over the country to help do some professional executive development. This is not a pathway into the FBI. In fact, most folks that go through this program, by the time they're uh, eligible to go through the National Academy, they would be too old to be hired by the FBI because they have an age cap. Oh, okay. All right. A um, couple things that, uh, that that I read. We talked to the mayor the other day. Speed limit change on the Golden Mile. Um, I, I I don't know if uh, that's going to really uh, do much because I think the Golden Mile kind of with the uh, I think the lights aren't uh, timed properly for people to get up that kind of a speed. But obviously that's something that you guys will be focused on a little bit. Maybe once the uh, it goes into effect, uh, maybe making sure that uh, you might have a few more people out there to make sure they're following that speed limit yeah i would imagine we would start by doing some uh, education and uh and giving some warnings out so people know for sure that they you know people that are used to traveling that roadway for a long time might not have uh, realized the speed limits drop so we'll get out there we'll do some education give some warnings before we actually start uh you know writing tickets but um yeah we want we just want people to uh, slow down and be safe we've had you know some pedestrian accidents over the past few years and we just want to keep people safe. I have a question, too, uh, regarding residential neighborhoods, because residential neighborhood I live, people just are, are consistently speeding through a lot of these residential neighborhoods, and it drives us crazy. We have kids who, you know, sometimes play, you know, uh, on the street or walk around. Is there something we can do, or do you target certain uh, residential neighborhoods where you get complaints that people are speeding way too fast? Because we got to do something to slow them down. So when complaints come in, we actually have a supervisor in the department. You know, I, we, I think I talked the last time I was here that one of our goals for later this year or next year is to, uh, is to stand up a full-time traffic unit. I think Frederick has grown uh, to the point where we need a, a, a unit that's just solely devoted to, to uh, enforcing traffic. Mm-hmm. But for now, we use some of our time during the shift overlap uh, where we have the most manpower, uh, most staffing out on the street to conduct some of that enforcement. And we do that, it's, it's data-driven. So we look at all the complaints that come in uh, through our website. So you can go to the Frederick Police website, and, and if you ha- have to make a complaint, make it on there. Our supervisors will pull that. They'll see, hey, where are we getting the complaints this week? And they'll assign those complaints out um, during that shift overlap where we have adequate staffing. All right, we're going to ask. I got one more question, and I, maybe this is the uh, the gotcha question. It's not that big of a deal because it comes off our text line, so it's somebody else's. And it asks, can you please ask Chief Lando why he does official government business on a personal Facebook page? I didn't know you did that. Uh, but he does not have an official chief of police page where the public can comment, and they don't feel that that's very transparent. We have the Frederick Police Facebook page where everybody comments. Um, but if I'm at an event and I take a picture, sometimes uh, I'll put it on my own Facebook page. But if anyone wants to comment professionally, they can go to the Frederick Police Department Facebook page 
where our PIO, Sam Long, does an amazing job of posting everything police-related on that page. Um, finally, command vehicle. The Alderman approved a new command vehicle. What does that mean uh, to the average citizen out there? So, I mean, a lot of people don't even know what a command vehicle is. Basically, it, it is a mobile command post uh, for when we have major incidents. So let's say we have um, – uh, most commonly they would be used for some of our larger events, uh, you know, downtown that we get throughout the year. But it, uh, it also has the capability to respond out into the community for, let's say – we have uh, an individual who's barricaded and we're negotiating with them. That would be our mobile command post. Uh, and so the, when I first got to town, mm-hmm. uh, and I was kind of assessing. I think we've talked about this before. Uh, it, it actually, um, the vehicle that we were using bared a striking resemblance to Cousin Eddie's camper from Christmas Vacation. Um, <laughs> the Griswold family truckster. It was, uh, it, it, was pretty, it was pretty rough. So we were able to... Um, we found a law enforcement partner with the federal government down in D.C. that had a big, beautiful, lightly used command bus that they were giving away to local law enforcement. So we jumped in the car and drove straight to D.C. and got that thing. Um, but it needed upgrades. So the vehicle itself is in excellent condition. It need, needed about $160,000 in technology upgrades to make sure we could do what we need to do at the scenes of major incidents. And, uh, and so that's what the alderman approved, and we were very appreciative of that. So it's going to go in the shop, get the upgrades, and we hope sometime around this summer it's ready to hit the street. So that's good. You didn't find it on Frederick Marketplace <laughs> no, on no, Facebook. No. <laughs> but I happened, to be, I happened to be checking my email when the email came in that this vehicle was available, and I grabbed whoever I could. We got in the car and drove straight to D.C. It was like the Capitol Police. Now, did you use the lights when you uh, got in the car and, stro- and drove straight to D.C. because you had to get there quick? No, I'm, just I'm, I'm pleading the fifth on that. But we got there quick. <laughs> I just I keep I just I can I could not find it quick enough uh, where it says uh, you remember Die Hard where it says uh, oh it looks like the police have themselves an RV uh, I, oh I think I oh, yeah. uh, I thought I had it maybe I died hang on a second maybe we'll play that doesn't matter but it's a, well, it's a huge huge improvement over what we had yeah Chief Lando we appreciate your time Chief Reed Priest uh, Sergeant Reed Priest Chief for a day. Um, you know, I guess the one thing you can't do is give everybody a raise or give everybody a day off, but uh, hopefully you'll get a little insight to what uh, that gentleman beside you has to do on a daily basis. Yes, sir. His job's way harder than mine, but <laughs> now we're going to well, go hit the street. Thank you both for being part of the uh, Morning News Express. We do appreciate it. Seven.